You're listening to Speak Life, the podcast that talks about and tackles the everyday issues that we face in our lives one breath at a time. Remember, the power of life and death lies within your tongue. So let's use our power to speak life into each other and ourselves. New episodes air every Saturday. Once again, and welcome to Speak Life with your host, Mr. Norm, where we tackle the each and everyday issues that we face on a daily basis. I want to thank everyone for taking time out to listen to the podcast. Thank you for your support. And please tell a friend about this episode. Please check out my previous episodes of Speak Life. And I hope that either episode, anything within them, you can use to be encouraged, to be empowered, to be motivated, and to be educated and uplifted. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, today is better than yesterday, and yesterday was a great day. So, let's get into it. I am so sorry I have been away for so long, but there is a reason for that, and that's why we are here, what we're going to speak on. I've recently came across some um, information. I've had a uh, life-changing experience on the past uh, recently, which is why I haven't been around. I was diagnosed with COVID-19. And I am here today to speak on my experience and share it with you all on what I went through and not just me but my family as well because there's some uh, information there's some juicy tidbits in this story that you're going to find very very interesting so please stay tuned we're here we're speaking life into you and to me we'll be right back back this is speak life with mr norm norman stevens and today we are speaking on living with covid 19. now i understand this is a broad subject in a sense but the reason why i am speaking on this issue is because i was recently diagnosed tested positive for covid 19 back in early well maybe mid april and the entire experience has been one definitely one to remember and um i'm gonna take you back to about april 11th i think it was on a sunday i started having chills so a throat scratchy throat things like that i took off from work monday um i called out Tuesday on the 13th. I went to a doctor just just to see what was going on because I was really feeling bad. I felt like I got ran over by a lineman tackling me to the ground at a football game and went to an urgent care. They took a test. 
took a swab, 20 minutes later, came back, and they've told me, you tested positive. And just to hear those words that I have tested positive, that I tested positive for COVID, so many things ran through my mind. I was first, I was in disbelief that I caught COVID. To this day, I'm still wrapping my head or trying to wrap my head around that. So I get back home. I tell my wife because she drove me um, because she didn't want me driving. Had a mask on and things like that. She told me, she told her dad, COVID. she really, she really, that really threw her for a loop. And I can understand that. So I get home. Uh, they give me some, uh, prescribe some nasal decongestion for sinus pressure. And um, I was having headaches and things like that. So they gave me, uh, I went back and forth between pain reliever and Motrin for the fever. They had a fever as well. And um, for the chest they gave me a prescribed an inhaler. So I go home and for the next, I guess maybe 10 days or so, I go home. They give me certain instructions. I did not know that uh, when you're having COVID, when you have COVID, they tell you not to sleep on your back, sleep on your stomach. So I get home and I quarantine downstairs. We have a split level house and I quarantine downstairs. And I have two rooms downstairs. One is my man cave. The other one's an extra, just an extra room. We keep extra stuff. But neither one of them have a bed. Um, one has a uh, basically a, a, a couch sofa that we used to use in the living room that we moved downstairs. But it's kind of like broken into. So it's not specializing in comfort. So I couldn't lay on that. And my game, my uh uh, man cave doesn't have a bed. So I was, it was sleeping, sleeping, trying to sleep between two rooms comfortably. Not on your back was a challenge. Um, my head was constantly hurting to where it felt like I was dizzy sometimes. I lost my appetite. Um, it was hard. Like I said, it was hard to sleep at night. It was hard to sleep, period. It got to the point where it was so bad that um, when I moved my eyes left from my eye socket hurt, that's how bad the pain was. And I would spend so much time sleeping cause I was just so tired because it, it, it drained everything from me. The doctor said, well, you know, don't spend every day just sleeping, get around, walk around. So I went out in my backyard, spent some time out there because going back and forth between two rooms, trying to get comfortable was just, um, hard to do and it was i was starting to get a little stir crazy so um after 10 days i started my breathing started changing so i decided to go to um, my primary care doctor and uh, i actually had another relative who had tested positive and she went and got an infusion and improved a great deal after the infusion so I went to my primary care and, you know, my wife said, well, you get the infusion that would help. So schedule an appointment, I get to the doctor 
my per my primary care. I didn't see the actual doctor, but you know, you know how primary care physicians go. I went there and got in the back. Now, for those who don't know, last year I was diagnosed with type two diabetes, ketoacidosis, uncontrolled. So they um are very much aware of my medical history. I've been going there for some time now. So they know that um, any type of steroid that they give you um, shoots your blood sugar up tremendously. Well, I get to there. I get there. Now, I get to my primary care. And only thing that they they asked me a few questions. They did not check to see how my breathing was, you know, the deep breath sort of thing. And so they just asked me how the pain was feeling. So they tr- they basically treated me like an in and out patient. And I told them, I said, well, what about an infusion? So they wanted to give me three shots, one antibiotic, I think one antibiotic, one steroid, one this and that. I said, look. I can't. And I talked to a doctor who who was telling me who should be familiar. I know she sees a lot of patients, but she is familiar enough with me and they have my medical records to know my condition. So they should know that giving me a steroid will shoot my blood sugar up, which will put me into a um, diabetic situation. Because last year around this time, I was in the hospital, we just found getting diagnosed, early diagnosis. And I almost had a stroke because my blood sugar was so high, so high. When I checked my blood sugar, it didn't even have a number. It just read high. So I see three needles and they were just going to shoot me up and send me out. And I said, look, I came here and asked. I had a referral sent over to the doctor's office. Why can't I get an infusion? Say the doctor, young lady who had me, I just been there for like a week, came with left, came back. And uh, I said, why can't I get an infusion? That's what I'm here for. Why can't I get that? Because I'm trying to feel better. I've dealt with this for 10 days now, people. 10 days of headaches, 10 days of dizziness, 10 days of fatigue, 10 days of uh, the runs, 10 days of a loss of appetite, not even realizing that my wife, what she was cooking for me upstairs, uh, bring it up while she's cooking me breakfast, and I realized until later on, I had lost my sense of smell because you know how things like bacon, you know, bacon and sausages and things like that are loud when you cook them. They'll, they'll, you know, they'll fill the whole house. But I couldn't smell these things while she was cooking them, and I didn't pay, wasn't even paying attention. I could taste it, but I couldn't smell it. So, um, my primary care doctor, they tell me, well, we don't do infusions here because we haven't been very, they haven't been successful here. And to this day, that kind of response makes no sense to me. It really does. It really doesn't. So I get frustrated. I said, <coughs> I said okay. Okay, fine. She said, do you still want these shots? I said, no, I'm not taking these shots. Just, I'm, I said, I'm done. I'm, I'm going home. I'll do it. I'll just, I'll just go home. Because basically, they wanted me to go to the ER. If you, if you, you know, having any pains or and this and if it's that serious, then go to the ER. So basically, they didn't want even 
it was basically they didn't even want to treat me. They didn't want to see me. They just wanted to get me in and out as fast as possible. Give me some shots. As if it was that easy, ladies and gentlemen. As if it was that easy. And this is my primary care physician. So leave there. Get all have all my paperwork, everything I need. Leave there. Well, I said, no, we need to go to ER. Go to the ER. Tell them I'm a COVID positive patient. COVID patient. Move me straight to the back to get my information vitals and so forth and doctor they give me a whole bunch of stuff they ran chest x-ray ct scan everything um blood work vitals all of that so the doctor comes in the yard and and i'm in the er room for some time and the doctor tells me that i have covid pneumonia in my lung he said i want to keep you overnight of course it's up to you I said, doctor, if you recommend that I stay overnight, that's exactly what I'm going to do. So I stayed overnight just to uh, uh, see how things were going. I wasn't on any oxygen, anything like that, but my breathing had gotten just a tad bit worse. So I stayed for a day. I was actually surprised I stayed and was just basically overnight. I was home the next day and I was told to quarantine for two weeks. And I quarantined for two weeks. Now, as of a couple of days ago, my quarantine time had has expired. Have not has not returned. I haven't returned to work yet. Still have to get retested twice um, for negative testing. Um, and I'm believing, I'm praying that my next test. I have an actual doctor's appointment coming up real soon. Well, not doctor's appointment. COVID testing coming up real soon, and I'm going to get retested so I can return to work. Um, but the hospital I went to um, treated me very well. The doctors, the nurses, the staff very well. Um, so I get home and <clears throat> I'm quarantined still away from my my, my wife and my son. Um, can't go upstairs. We have disinfectant wipes. We have air, uh, Lysol. We have all these things in the house. I'm spraying everything down, washing everything down that I'm using, um, towels, bed sheets, <clears throat> things like that. My parents um, loaned me an air mattress so I could lay down, and it was a big help that helped out a lot. And all the while, um, my wife's health is not all that great as well. She's having trouble breathing and having shortness of breath. She goes to the ER. And to kind of find out she has COVID. She tested positive for COVID. And she had COVID pneumonia in both of her lungs. And she spent a day or two in the hospital as well. So I was COVID positive. My wife was COVID positive. And thank God our son was able to help us out. He tested negative twice. And I'm so thankful for that. But the experience for me was more so emotional or mental, should I say, than physical, because I know that the Bible tells us that we wrestle not with flesh and blood, that we are at spiritual warfare. And I look back, I look at it and how I feel, I look at how the enemy attacked me, attacked my wife. Don't get me wrong, ladies and gentlemen. 
I understand what the devil's job is. He's here to steal, kill, and destroy. So him trying to take me out is nothing new. You know, I expect that's what he's, he's doing his job. But attacking me and attacking my wife to where I could have died, my wife could have died because she has pre-underlying conditions as well. And her COVID was a little worse than mine because she's on oxygen. She's getting better. And I ask you to continue to pray for me and my wife and my family. She's getting better. Um, I've done a lot better since leaving the hospital. They gave me some medication to take. I took all of that. I'm feeling much, much better, much, much stronger. But for me, the ordeal was more so mental because I'm always active. I'm always doing something, whether I'm working, whether I'm at home, whether I'm doing something for church, whether I'm doing extracurricular activities. Sometimes I do a little DoorDash, you know, to make a little extra cash on the side or doing my podcast videos, whatever the case may be. I'm constantly active. Very seldom am I, you know, do I have, if you want to call it downtime, but I had time to think and there were so many times in my mind, I really wanted to, I wanted to give up. I just want to say, you know what? I, I, I don't want to deal with this anymore. I'm tired. I just wanted to give up because I just wanted everything. I wanted this to be over. But then I had to go back and I had to talk to myself, get a hold of myself and remind myself the uh, what kind of God that I serve. And I had to tell myself, because I've uh, told people this, I say, you're stronger than what you realize. I say, well, how so? Because God made you that way. You're much, much stronger than this. And I don't feel like, I don't like feeling like I'm being bound or cooped up because I was so full of anger and pent up frustration, but my body was not able to release that. So I had to hold it, uh, hold it in. But it was so frustrating because I wanted to scream. I couldn't scream. I didn't have the energy to scream. I didn't have the energy to do anything. My head was so hurt, hurting so bad. Even talking loud, I like, and there was just serious. There, was, there were certain days I was just in so much pain that you know, you know, people would call me, my parents would call me, friends would call me. And I would tell them, I said, I just can't talk right now. I'm in so much pain. Um. That was the toughest part, the mental aspect, not so much the physical, because, you know, you have the medicine, you have the, the antibiotics, you have your drugs, you have this, all these things to help with that physical aspect. But it was the mental thing that I struggled with first, try, just trying to wrap my head around the fact that I have COVID-19. It was still, and it's still to this day. It's we, my wife and I were just talking the other day. We're like, we still can't believe that we are sitting here at home recovering from COVID 19. I'm so thankful that God has spared us, watch over us, and God is healing us. He's healing my wife. But, you know, this thing, COVID, for those who, and I've said this, I actually said this, um, I'm sharing this 
on my other podcast as well, the Everyday Norm podcast. This thing is real, ladies and gentlemen. This thing is real. And here's the thing about it, everyone. I wear a mask everywhere I go. I have to wear a mask for work. It's required. I wear a mask. I go into any establishment, whether I'm going to get gas, whether I'm going to get something to eat. Even when I'm working for uh, DoorDash, I wear a mask when I go in to pick up customer food. So I'm constantly wearing a mask. I keep a mask, several masks in my vehicle. So I can choose out, you know, I can switch out which one I want to wear. I kept hand sanitizer both at work and my work equipment and my vehicle. Of course, at home as well. I would come home, get out the clothes, wash myself up, get myself together before I would go upstairs and greet my wife because I know she has underlying conditions. And yet all this preparation, all these precautions, and I still tested positive. So what am I saying? I'm, I'm saying this. If I did all of that, took every precaution that we were told, socially distant, staying home if you're sick, wearing your mask, all of that, and I still caught COVID, ladies and gentlemen, how much of a chance do you stand by not doing those things. I'm asking people, please do not play with your lives. COVID, and I'm thankful that I had, compared to many other people, it was a mild form of uh, COVID. I didn't have to go on a respirator, a ventilator, anything like that. Um, I was able to make my own medical decisions, thank God. But this thing is real, and I'll tell people, please, follow the science for those who um, think this is a hoax, a political hoax or propaganda, whatever the case may be. My wife and I are living proof that COVID is real. And I thank God for all the people who helped out, who reached out phone text messages, who came over, delivered food, had food sent over to us, you know, anything that we, that they did to help out encouraging words that really went a long way for us. And it, but you know, for me, it bothered me that because I know where my wife got her COVID from, she got it from me. And granted, it wasn't on purpose. I get that wasn't intentional, but the fact that my wife got sick because of me, even unintentionally, it's that bothered me a great deal. That bothered me a great deal because I tried to imagine what would my wife's life be without me. Imagine what my life would be without her if. This thing took her out. And ladies and gentlemen, I have a um, a brother in the Lord, a preacher. He and his wife died from COVID, died literally a month apart, literally a month apart. They went, took a flight, went to see some family. They both got sick at the same time. He died first. She died first. A month later to the day, ladies and gentlemen, he died. So I don't take COVID lightly. I've had coworkers who've tested positive. This thing, you know, is very, very serious. But to let everyone know, this is what's been going on for the past month or so for me, or close to a month. I've been dealing with COVID-19. 
um, because of it, I wasn't able to do any podcasts. I wasn't able to get on my um, our ministry page, do words of encouragement. I wasn't able to do any videos, anything like that, because I had to focus on my recovery. I didn't have the energy. And because, um, because I had so much chest congestion and coughing up stuff, I don't think I would have been able to go through a full session without coughing during the podcast. So I had to wait. I had to wait till I was stronger and I'm a lot better now. And I thank God for it. Um, I'm still taking it easy. Make sure I don't overdo it because I still get fatigued. Um, so I'm praying that there are no um, after effects. I've heard some people still say they linger with some things after COVID. And I'm hoping that is not the case for me or my wife. But I thank God you all. Like I said, I'm a man of God. I'm a pastor, have my own ministry. So I thank God for his healing power. I thank God that he's working it, everything out with my wife. And I ask you all to continue to pray for us and lift us up in prayer as we go through this. And this, too, I know will pass and we are going to come out of this stronger um, than ever, more powerful than ever, individually and as a couple. And, you know, sometimes in life, when you go through things, we ask the question, why me? Why me? Why and I asked myself, Lord, why did I get COVID? Why am I here with COVID-19? Why did my wife get COVID-19? I'm like, Lord, if I get COVID, that's bad enough, but I can deal with it. But seeing my wife and the frustrating part about it, ladies and gentlemen, my wife was going through, but I couldn't help her because I'm quarantined downstairs. She's upstairs. Thank God our son has been really helping us out. Um, running errands for us, getting us something to eat, doing these things. And I know that's rough on him, but I appreciate it. We both appreciate it. He's really been a bit tremendous help. But seeing, you know, not being able to help her was so frustrating because you're looking at it from a, a husband point of view. You know, it's your job to hold down the family. Wife ain't doing good. You know, wife ain't feeling well. You're supposed to be there. I couldn't be there because I was down. And in the process of me being now, she's trying to take care of me while she's going through COVID before she, you know, before she found out um, and everything. So she's not feeling well. So the house for the most part was down. But guess what? The bills didn't stop coming. Financial responsibilities didn't stop. They still, they're still, they're still there. They were there then. They're still now, still there now. But we're getting past this. We're getting through this. And God is going to make us stronger and better because of it. But COVID is real, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm so thankful that we are we have turned a corner and we are doing better. And ladies and gentlemen, this is my story. This is what I've been dealing with for the past few weeks. And I'm praying that you don't have to. If you never had COVID, I pray that you never get COVID. If you know someone that's going through COVID now, do everything you can to help them. You know, send them a text if they're able to receive them. Um, if they're at home recovering, you know, send them some type of food or something like that, put some money in their hand, something that will help them, you know, uh, ask them if there's anything that they need because they're going through and it's rough, you know, so, uh, reach out to them. And if you know someone that's COVID is in the hospital, um, continue to pray for them, you know, continue 
to pray for and pray for their family as well. All right. So uh, let's be helpers one to another. And remember why we are here. We're here to speak life. So if you're going through, I'm speaking life into you right now. You can make it. You can make it. How do I know? Because I had to speak life into myself. I had to encourage myself when I was going through this ordeal. I had to encourage, I had to get myself together and remind myself of the God that I serve. And I was constantly going through the song um, by Marvin Sepp. And the first thing that he says, the first few lines that he says in this song, not the time, he says, this is not the time to question your faith. This is not the place where you should be. It's not the time nor the place to throw in the tile, to lie in defeat. You have to hold on. You have to be strong. That's what he said. Now, that was what I was going through. My that was going through my mind the entire time. Normally, you can't give up. There are things that God has for you that he needs you to do. There are things that you have to do. Uh, you have to be around for your family. Your son needs you. He's 20 years old, but he still needs me. Your wife needs you. And I'm like, I can't give up. I can't give up because God hasn't given up on me. So for me, this whole ordeal, the, the, the hardest part was the mental aspect more than the physical for me. That's what I had to because when you know, when you let's say that the Bible said that I don't mind that there was playground in a sense. So making sure that um, I did not lose sight, you know, and I reminded myself of Job and everything that he was going through, but yet he didn't lose sight. He didn't lose focus. He didn't turn his back on God. He didn't curse God and die as he was suggested to do. He kept the faith and I had to do the same. So I'm keeping the faith and I'm hoping you do as well. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Speak Life, and I hope you continue to share and tell a friend about the Speak Life podcast. Remember, one word of encouragement can go a long way. So remember, your words have power, so let's use them to speak life. Thank you again, and until next time.